Experience the beauty and emotion of Lent and Easter with Christianity Today's newest devotional, Easter, in the everyday. Thoughtful readings from a variety of pastors, theologians, and writers invite you into the emotional stages of Christ's journey, from humility to hope to love. Beginning on Ash Wednesday and ending at Pentecost, this digital devotional is perfect for individual or group study. Get it today at orderct.com easter24. is the Church Law Podcast, where you can get practical solutions for today's leaders. I'm your host, Erika Cole, the church attorney. Welcome back to the Church Law Podcast. My name is Erika Cole, and I am the creator of the Church Attorney Legal Audit System, a proprietary process for denominations and churches to assess their health from a legal perspective. Download your free legal audit document checklist found in the show notes below. I'm thrilled to be your podcast host, and I'm so glad to be hearing from so many of you that you are also enjoying this season just as I am. You may remember that our theme is strengthening your church for the long haul. This concept of the long haul really has a vision that the church in spite of the challenges, is here to stay, at least until the Lord raptures us all home. Revelation chapter three, verse two says in part, be watchful and strengthen the things which remain. So today we are wading into a hot topic that is AI and specifically the legal considerations for AI in church. We know that the challenges facing churches today are real. It is why we create this podcast in part. And we also know from the word of God that the capital C church is victorious. I have to say I was a bit shaken though. Today I heard a statistic and while I knew the decline of the church was significant, it struck me to hear this. 40 million Americans have stopped going to church over the past 25 years. Did that like grab you the way that it grabs me. 40 million Americans stopped going to church over the past 25 years. And some people feel that the use of technology is a key to retaining those people who remain, as well as capturing those who are not currently a part of the church. And some feel that technology is well an arena that believers should approach, let's say, very carefully. If you're at all adverse to technology, You may have particular concerns around this latest explosion in artificial intelligence or AI. So first, let's just start with a working definition. What is AI? I think the definitions can be all over the map, but I'm just going to use this succinct one um, that says it's the ability of a digital computer or computer-controlled robot to perform tasks commonly associated with intelligent beings. The ability of a digital computer or computer-controlled robot to perform tasks commonly associated with intelligent beings. So it wasn't until I started researching for this episode that I found that AI actually began back in the mid-50s, 1950s, starting from a concept presented at a conference held at Dartmouth College. Of course, the growth 
of technology, especially computers, has allowed AI to move from concepts to reality. Most of us have been engaged in one way or another for with AI for years. Maybe not fully realizing it and maybe not using it to its fullest capacity, but we've probably been interacting with it. So many pastors and church leaders, for example, love having access to digital resources where they can type in a simple search request and get back hundreds of scriptural insights. And who hasn't noticed being on social media and seeing suggestions for the exact kind of outdoor fire pit you had mentioned to your spouse just the day before? Yeah, that happened to me. (laughs) And if you've ever typed an email and your computer provided you with options to finish your sentence, that's a form of AI. If you've sent a text and after all, who hasn't? And your smartphone offered to finish the word that you were typing, that's a part of AI. And most of us are comfortable with, or at least have accepted as a certain modern day reality, this level of assisted technology. But of course, there are many levels. And I think what we want to really get into is this concept of generative AI. I will also be referencing from time to time a fantastic article that was written by Matthew Brana, an attorney who's also the editor at Content and Business Development for Church Law and Tax. He wrote an article called Generative AI is All the Rage, Handle with Care. So we will make sure that we include this article in the show notes. There was definitely an explosion that happened recently when the chat GPT debuted months ago. This is an AI system that says that it can, quote, and I quote here, follow complex instructions in natural language and solve difficult problems with accuracy. And I've tried it. And honestly, for purposes of helping craft a marketing message, I think it's really interesting. If you're stuck on what kind of language you might want to put in your subject heading, or if you want to reword something that you're looking to send out. I think it's interesting. I think it's a helpful tool. But the legal questions are huge, including the legal questions that it poses for churches. And that's what we want to get into more today. So one mega pastor hosted a conference earlier this year where he presented as a hologram taking full advantage of this whole arena of technology and assisted intelligence. Um, Some people were amazed in a positive way, and some, as you can appreciate, were taken aback. And there are other examples where this technology has entered the church. For example, music. Of course, I believe um, that music is a central component of our worship in church, For hundreds of years, thousands of years, I think we would say, we have had music be a component of our connection in church with each other and ultimately, obviously, to God. And now AI can generate both the rhythmic 
part of music, as well as the words to musical songs. So again, from a legal perspective, this is a big deal because if your minister of music is there to generate music and that music generation is now being done through AI, what might that mean? How might that impact your church? And and ultimately, we get into this issue of ownership of what has been created. And I'll be talking more about that. So sermons, of course, sermons are a huge part of what the church experience provides and how we connect there and what we receive as we are in the church. And legally, I have had lots of discussion, shall we say, around this question of who owns the pastor's sermon. In fact, I presented on this topic and that generates a lot of discussion because generally speaking, the thought is the person who writes the sermon owns the sermon and that may not be the case when it comes to the whole idea of intellectual property and work for hire. But now this issue takes on a whole new level when we talk about copyright and intellectual property. The law lags behind technology, generally speaking. And as cases matriculate through the courts, we'll certainly learn more. But the reality of whether pastors use an AI tool to develop the language that is used in a sermon, um, that becomes very complex, particularly if we even get into the area of not only what's delivered across the pulpit or, you know, the stage on a Sunday, but also any derivative products that may come from that recording. So it just gets more and more complex, as you can see. Now there is an AI tool that claims, again, I'm quoting here, quote, you can ask the Apostle Paul a question and in 20 seconds or less, an algorithm goes through Paul's letters and gives you a personalized response, end quote. So now there's a tool that is particular to the Bible, and it says that it can answer your questions in the same way that Paul's Paul would. And obviously, we could move this extrapolation even further. Would it say that it would answer any question the same way that Jesus would? How reliable are these claims? How do we vet these claims? And how would you feel? about that as a pastor or church leader, if this is the tool that was being used to provide the Bible study lesson, the Sunday school curriculum, the Sunday morning message, you can sort of see how this could go. Another area of church operations is marketing of events. Of course, churches are often sharing about upcoming events that they may be having, um, gatherings, there's website updates, et cetera. So this written communication, if it is derived from an AI tool, what might that mean for your church? Another area that churches use often is social media posts. And AI can now create not only language, but images. So images that you may use on your site or certain art creations can also be derived from AI. This next area that impacts churches, I think is a big one, and that's employees. So what about the church having an opening and it puts out 
in ethers that it has an availability and an opening for a particular role. And you ask for the submission of a resume, maybe of writing samples, maybe you have some interview questions. And all of those things could now be written by a chatbot or written by AI. And then let's consider upon employment. So existing employees, their internal communications and other writings that could all be derived from AI. And I would just say that I think it's going to be necessary for churches to review and ultimately to update its employee manuals, its handbooks, its other indicators of what is the appropriate actions that should be taken by employees, what is acceptable and what is not acceptable use of AI. And you might want to note that in a recent ruling, the United States Copyright Office rejected um, AI-generated portions of a novel that were, quote, this is quoted directly from the United States Copyright Office and said, quote, not the product of human authorship, end quote. And therefore, it concluded that the images could not be copywritten. So the whole idea of what is created by AI in churches, again, music, sermons, marketing materials, social media posts, images, employee, things created by employees from the entry, right? Resumes and writing samples to what they do while they're in the employee of the church. All of these things could be impacted by the role of AI. And the truth is the future of AI is going to, is only going to expand. In that article that I referenced earlier by Matt Brana that says generative AI is all the rage, handle with care, it references that chat GPT surged past 100 million users less than two months after its debut. And it took Facebook, by contrast, four and a half years to pass that same mark. So look at the contrast, four and a half years to get to that point versus two months. And even if it slows in any way, the truth is that it seems that we are at the beginning of another technological revolution And it's important for churches to take a stand, to connect, get the information like this podcast, the article that I referenced and other information to understand this particular tool. I don't think it means that we have to be frightened per se, but I think we need to be aware and make sure that we are making the choices of how we best want to utilize this tool going forward. So glad we were able to have this discussion with you. Feel free to connect with me at erikacole.com. I'm always happy to hear from you. And I want to share that this topic of the church and AI is going to be continued. This discussion will continue at my upcoming conference, the Church Compliance Conference. This is our 16th annual event. We would love to have you be with us in person. It is going to be hybrid. So if you can't be with us in person, please feel free to register and join us online. That's Thursday, September 21st, 2023, the Church Compliance Conference. Richard Hammer is going to be with us. Actually, Matthew Brana, who I've referenced, is going to be with us. It's going to be an incredible time of amazing leaders and interesting topics. 
And this conference has been listed consistently as a top church management conference to attend. And I would love to see you there. listening. I'm happy to be your host, Erika Cole, the church attorney and creator of the Church Attorney Legal Audit System, my four-step proprietary process that helps churches and denominations assess their legal risk. Set the tone for integrity in your church and download your free copy of the Legal Audit Document Checklist using the link in the show notes below and learn more at erikacole.com. That's E-R-I-K-A-C-O-L-E.com. podcast is brought to you by Church Law and Tax, part of Christianity Today's podcast network. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that the host and the publisher are not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, or other professional services. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional person should be sought. Due to the nature of the U.S. legal system, laws and regulations constantly change. Listeners are encouraged to consult with legal counsel to verify the information provided here remains current. Visit churchlawandtax.com for more insights.